Hello, I am Darby and this is my mini-episode for the Kung Saan Saan podcast called Stop Over. These are 3-5 to five minute clips of me reading my personal journals. For this episode, I will read my latest journal entry last March 14, 2021. This week was surreal in ways that I have not experienced before. It was probably one of the longest weeks of my life. Last Tuesday, my dad and I went to the oncologist, this time without mom. We had to show the doctor mom's late lab results and tell him my mom's decision not to undergo chemo. My dad and I expected bad news, but before going there, I prayed and asked for a little good news. I honestly did not pray for healing anymore, but I asked for strength to take it all in and to take it gracefully. That's also mom's wish. Mom knows what is happening. She's strong enough to go with us, but she decided not to. And I think the environment of the oncologist department won't help. The doctor then told us that chemo is risky at this point. And then he told us to give what mama wants and just tick the boxes off her bucket list. My dad cried. The doctor was also speechless. Mom is one of his success stories. He would tell us that mom is jolly and bubbly and to see her like that is also heartbreaking for him. I know doctors should be strong and firm, but I can't blame this one. Finally, he recommended us for palliative care. It's like a scene from a movie. On the other hand, I felt relieved. Now we can finally get the chance to face the reality and to just trust the process. You see, hope is sometimes crippling. Hope allows us to hold on to people even though we should let them go. Hope allows us to make stories in our mind which will soon frustrate us. In the evening, I went out with my friends, you know, to breathe and to move. I believe that idleness won't do me any good. I have to move. I have to walk. I have to laugh with them. I wanted to eat Thai food, so they took me to a Thai restaurant. We then had coffee at McDonald's. While this is happening... My cousin or my cousin told me that my mom's siblings are in the house having a meeting. I told him that I am not comfortable to attend it and I asked to be excused because I just need to breathe. He said that I should not worry and people understand why I'm outside. My dad even told them that I am strong like my mother. I'm surprised that they see me as a strong person. I mean, that means a lot. Anyway, I'm not comfortable with the stigma of death and dying. I just want to think of it as something normal like traveling or eating or giving birth. The following day, I finally had the chance to talk to my mom. We were on her room and we were just talking what to do next. And then I started crying because this is so surreal, talking about her final days, final plans and shit. She told me not to cry because she hates drama and she wanted everyone to just accept this. 
I told her that I'm strong like her, that I'm going to be fine, and that I'm smart enough to know what's going on, what's going to happen to her. But I told her that it sucks to lose a mom or to lose a mother. How can you actually live in this motherfucking crazy world without a mother? She would tell us that all of us will have to face death at some point, and she knows that this time it's her turn. The next day, I have been receiving calls and messages from cousins around the world. I only answered one call. It was from my cousin in Singapore, who lost both her brother and father in 2019. I wanted to talk to her because she knows the feeling of losing a parent. She told me that I have to accept things as they are and how lucky I am that I can prepare for this. She told me that mom did not quit the battle, but this is her way of winning the battle. We were both crying. You know, it's weird to do this in front of the camera, and I'm starting to hate the pandemic more because of this. Yesterday, I went home, and all the furniture were piled up at one corner. My uncle told me that they are making a room for mom downstairs because she doesn't have the energy to go upstairs anymore. She would feel dizzy going up and down. Again, it felt weird. It got worse when they bought in this hospital bed frame and this green mattress. This is going to be her deathbed. I had to go in my room to cry because this is quickly sinking in. She then told me that I can sleep in their room now while they'll be sleeping downstairs. My mom being a very OC mom would won't even allow me to use their bed because for the longest time I'm I am a dirt ball in her eyes. It sucks to hear her say that I can sleep in their bed. My aunts and I had this heart-to-heart talk last night. I told them that when mom was diagnosed in 2018, I started to detach myself. Not that I stopped loving her, but I slowly trained myself and prepared myself for this day and the days to come. The preparation was hard. In those two years when mom has no evidence of the disease, I still wake up in the middle of the night with sweaty palms, with nightmares, and with panic attacks. I still space out even if I'm with friends. Recently, my mantra is, we don't live in a perfect world. We don't live in a perfect world. It's been on repeat since our visit to the oncologist last Tuesday. We don't live in a perfect world where parents and the people you love are immortal. We don't live in a perfect world where we can walk in the streets without face shields and masks. We don't live in a perfect world where we get to live all our dreams. This is a broken world, and its brokenness is really the reason why it's good to be alive. That's the second stopover. Hopefully, you can listen to my podcast tomorrow and another stopover episode on Saturday. Follow me on my Instagram account at kungsansanpodcast. You can also listen to this podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Thank you.